Hello and welcome to the Weird Waves podcast. My name is Taylor and this is episode number three. On this episode, I woke up at the butt crack of dawn at 4.15 to talk to Tommy Shimoneto, aka Chicago Surfer on Instagram during his morning commute. It was a very awesome conversation. We talked about family, about him being in the media, his beard, and actually how to get out of an ice beard, which was super informative and interesting. The audio, because he was on his commute, it was through Bluetooth headset, which we found out actually kind of affects the audio. So the quality is not what it usually is, but it's still a great conversation. Andre worked really hard editing the audio, so um, I hope you'll enjoy. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good. A little sleepy. Yeah, I uh, I started a new a new job on Monday, and uh, well, all my commutes have always been very early. Um, but yeah, so I'm on the road by uh, just before four fifteen and start at six. So where where do you work? You commute, obviously. Um, I currently now work for Dane County um, as one of their painters. So, and how far I away is that? Uh, it's 92 miles. Okay, and is it in Illinois? Uh, no, it's in, um, Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. we live in Sheboygan. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, actually, well, until I was, like, eight, so. Oh, awesome, yeah, my, uh, my wife grew up in, in Madison as, you know, her whole immediate family is still kind of scattered in the Madison, Cross Lane, Black Earth, um, kind of area, so. Yeah, that's a good area. How did you um, make it to Sheboygan? Because were you were you in Chicago first? Because you're a Chicago surfer on Instagram. That's your yeah. claim to fame, yeah. in a way. Yeah, I'll always be Chicago surfer. I was... Uh, so a little bit of my background, I was born and raised in Chicago on the north side, and we ended up, uh, we just moved to Sheboygan two years ago um, because of surfing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, um, my wife and I took a trip to Hawaii back in 2009 as we still lived in Chicago, and I grew up skateboarding in, in, you know, in Chicago, so uh, it was obvious that I was going to get on a surfboard, um, and it was awesome. And when we got back to Chicago, we realized, well, how can we stay on the water? And uh, we bought stand-up paddleboard, and that's how we actually started. And we, uh, we'd always go to this uh, Montrose Beach up on the north side where I, I grew up fishing and swimming and all the family vacations, everything was always at Montrose Beach. And one of our one of the days we went up there to go paddling, it was the super strong east wind onshore. But there was all these whitewashed rollers coming in and so I towards like my wife Courtney, she's like, Well, I don't think we can do stand up paddling today. I'm like, Yeah, but what do we just throw the paddles off, you know, to the side and we we actually go and try to ride one of these things. And uh that started the love affair of surfing because it actually worked. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and we did that for a full year uh, by ourselves. 
no one around. We only, anytime there was east wind, we knew we were going to go back to the beach and surf what we thought was surfing. It was surfing, but the worst, worst possible uh, winds and, and um, surfing you could probably ask for <laughs> is just getting out. You know, I had a 12 and a half foot Ali'i, uh, Donald Takayama stand-up paddleboard, and my wife had a 10 and a half foot, like five-inch stick uh, stand-up paddleboard. So trying to prone paddle through, you know, waist-high whitewash rollers, you can imagine is the uh, the way to get to the, what you thought was the lineup. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but we made it, yeah, we made it work, and, um, you know, we got our, I got, we got our first wetsuits that fall because, uh, the water started dropping temperature and, um, you know, growing up skateboarding, I went to our local skate shop, Windward, um, sports and been getting skateboards and stuff from then since, uh, mid eighties. And, uh, so yeah, we got wetsuits and we're able to continue. Uh, there were only three, two wetsuits and then, uh, it got really cold from December, November, December. And uh, I went back and actually bought a six five or a five four something with booties and gloves, and yeah, I got my first little icicle on the brim of the wetsuit. Sent the photo to my wife, and she's like, "No way, are you still surfing? Going out in that water? How is it possible?" And I'm like, "These wetsuits are awesome. They we can stay out there. It, you know, it's really mind boggling that we could still be out in these temperatures." And um, so yeah, that's how that all started. So how have you seen, do you feel like even since then, the technology has gotten better for wetsuits? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stuck with just using Excel wetsuits, um, just because they fit um, my body. And, you know, I've tried some other stuff uh, over the years, like Hyperflex and, and a couple other ones. And they just didn't fit my body um, the way I needed it to. And uh, Excel seemed to have the uh, the perfect fit. And um, I could actually get away all year with their 5.4 dry lock suit. Uh, so I no, I no longer even use a 6.5 uh, wet suit. Um, and primarily even getting into the, and that's usually my sub-zero, you know, once it's in the minus, zero to minus degrees is what I'll, you know, I wear the 5.4. But if it's, you know, in the 20s and, you know, the water's still, you know, between that 35 to 40, you know, I'll stick with, with my 4 or 5 or uh, 4 or 3 wetsuit. Yeah, I think that's kind of um, common. I think the 6.5s, six 6.5s, six fours are becoming way less common. People are kind of choosing to do, like, thicker gloves and boots instead. you know, how people react still to the cold water and, mm-hmm. you know, some people just still, they're in love with their 6.5 uh, and it works for them. And, you know, I mean, I, if it's working, then that's all that really matters because, you know, as long as you're comfortable wearing what you need to, that's always uh, important. But, yeah. but, yeah. Awesome. So, how... How was the, like, when did you make the transition from Chicago to Sheboygan, and why did you pick Sheboygan? Well, as I said, in 2009, we, we took our first trip to Kauai, um, and then from that, 
would continue to travel every year back to Kauai, and we would start taking these month-long trips there. Uh, and obviously, it's, it's a wonder. It's, a, it's an amazing place, and so it, it, it became evident that we really wanted to move there. And my background, you know, I had a, you know, I went to Columbia College for a bachelor in fine art, but I ended up becoming a union painter. So I was part of the Chicago Union Painter and uh, for over 20 years. And on one of our trips over there, uh, my wife's father-in-law, who works for Findorf out of Wisconsin, was a big superintendent running one more project on Oahu, told us to fly over there, and um, I, could, I could actually work on this project if I wanted to. We can, we can make this, we can move, move to, Ho- to Hawaii and at least Oahu was our stepping stone to get to Kauai and still stay in the Union and all this stuff. So, and we made that trip, and it was awesome. It was all set in stone. We're moving. We're moving to Kauai. So we, we sold our house in Chicago and set up. Uh, we, we did a quick three-month lease at a rental place for the transition, and we have a ton of family death that just, um, happened within that three months. My, my father passed away. Uh, my wife's stepmother passed away. Um, she had a really close friend just had passed away from um, battling cancer and uh, a couple other things all hit it. They, like, within that two months, and uh, we really had to rethink what we were going to do. And, um, you know, our daughter was only a year at the time. So we, we decided, let's, we can't move to, to Kauai. It's, obviously, it's so far away and, uh, and with family. So we made a decision with let's just rent here for another year and figure out what we're going to do. And that opened up the, well, what's the next best thing than moving to Kauai? Sheboygan. My first move in my life, I, I moved from, from Chicago for maybe after being there for 41 years, uh, moved to Sheboygan by... It was a, it was an awesome and super easy transition because we've been traveling there for the last ten years uh, or let's say eight years for, for surfing. So we the community there is awesome. And after hanging out with uh, Larry one night, he was like, "Why don't you guys move up here?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." And I really, I'm I've only got X amount of years left, and I can actually retire with the union, so I'm kind of. You know, it's kind of best interest that I just finished this, so it'll it'll open up a lot of free time to have early retirement and get to keep doing the things that we love to do. And we made the move anyway, and I just commuted for, for two years. I commuted from Sheboygan to Chicago. And how far of a commute is that? That's a crazy drive. That's a minimum of two and a half. Yeah. Uh, Traffic sometimes we get me into. I was in the. I was in my, my my truck for almost six hours a day. Yeah, that's a hike, and that was five days a week. That was yeah. Um, I tried to work four days a week. Um, obviously, the our living expenses dropped drastically from from Chicago to Wisconsin. Yeah, I think our you know our house was like super cheap compared to what we were paying in Chicago. So. My wife actually didn't have to work anymore for the time being, and uh, our daughter still being uh, she was two and a half away from Sheboygan, so it was it was great that she wanted to be be home with with Skyler. Our daughter was going to be six September, 
It's crazy. And so I did that commute for two years, and obviously it, it, it just kind of grew on me and uh, in the wrong way. So I left in May and kind of just took the summer off this past summer and uh, ended up getting myself uh, in Dane County, which is uh, this is a really great opportunity. And uh, so, yeah, this is my first week. Those guys. Well, that's awesome. It's a better commute, I'm assuming. Yeah, much better commute. And um, we're still on that happy lifestyle, work balance, uh, which is so important. And um, so, yeah, and it, uh, so we're we still, you know, we're two blocks from from one of the best breaks on the lake, you know, the, you know, the famous elbow. And uh, so we uh, we're stoked that we can get so much surf time in and then, you know, we're even that much closer to getting up north to all of our surf spots up and get around North County and uh, up to the UP. That's awesome. Seems like a really yeah. good spot. We've passed, only passed through Sheboygan, but it seems like a good... Someone told me it was the Malibu of the Midwest. I thought that was kind of cool. It is truly the Malibu <laughs> of the Midwest. Um, and when that, when that break is going, and it's, you know, we'll still get it a few times a year where it's like the true Malibu. There's a right-hand wave that goes over 600 yards. It's unbelievable. It is uh, a great ride. And, you know, that whole Wisconsin uh, approach to, you know, everyone's welcome, it, it truly, it's truly amazing up here because no one's ever turned away or, uh, or given any attitude like anyone new that comes up or because everyone was new at some point. So everyone, everyone had that new, new surfing, new skateboarding, new whatever. And, so it's always good to make people feel comfortable, give them some tips, pointers on what, how it works, you know, how the wave actually works is a consistent wave, and just have fun. And as long as no one's being a being an asshole, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a more the barrier. You know, we love party wave. It's such a big open wave to begin with. You know, we can get six people plus on the same wave, and you know, the slogan "How do you Sheboygan?" all the way to the beach. <laughs> so yeah, that. Uh, so how did you like how was the transition surf wise like finding your spots from chicago to sheboygan was it because you already knew where all the spots were like was it difficult or was it did you like find you were exploring a little bit more or you kind of like knew where everything was already i was i was already making so many so many i i, I transitioned myself from even surfing down in chicago I'd say probably five, I don't know, about five or six years ago. I, um, with the pollution down on the south end, because uh, that's where I, that's where I transitioned after, you know, the first year of the the whitewashing mess at Montrose. You know, we, you know, I quickly got involved with the internet, and started finding and got, you know, knew that there was all these surf shops and got involved with Third Coast and. Uh, a couple of other, uh, the ones up here, uh, DOS. So, forecasting became my next love, and it became, you know, Google Maps was your next best friend mm -hmm. to find spots. But once you, once you start hanging out with a group of people, they usually have been, you know, they, they know a bunch of different breaks, you know a bunch of different breaks, everyone, you know, at that point, you're just kind of sharing different spots, which you think work better on certain width, 
direction and all that stuff. But after the multiple spills and coming, you know, getting out on the south end and smelling like petroleum and health has always been very, you know, it's very important to me. And um, it was obvious people were getting urinal tract infection, sinus infections, and some really, you know, a few of them, uh, a good friend of, of mine had gotten uh, some blood infections that really, really knocked them out for months. You know, and it, it, it's not been proven, but... Most of the doctors that have been seeing these, these, these people kind of say it's, it's coming from that water, coming from where you're surfing. I chose not to not to be part of it anymore. And um, but making these other trips, you know, to Wisconsin, racing, Milwaukee, and uh, and all the way up, you know, the water, water clarity, the water itself seems a lot cleaner. You know, we still get, you know, there's still going to be pollution runoff from the rivers and stuff, but. You know, down in the south end, you got BP factory and uh, um, USG steel, and you know they're just you know openly dumping hazardous metals and, and metallics and chemicals right into the lineup, and uh, those waves aren't worth worth getting sick over. So, is is the south end like? Um, are you talking about like Whiting and Portage and everything? Yeah, Portage where you got USG and then. Whiting, where you've got BP factory and uh, old scattered shoreline. It's just going to be times, you know, I've come home or, you know, or Courtney was out surfing with us and um, you can you can just smell the, the petroleum on your suit after drying it off at home. You can still smell it. And it was like, you know, this can't be right. This can't be good. And then being involved with Surf Rider, when they decided to do the, the, you know, the action against BP for that last spill two, a uh, year and a half ago. So we got involved with it and, you know, made our statement and we're, you know, we're, we're waiting to go to trial and ready to speak our, what's personally affected us from, from these spills and, and stuff. So. And that was yeah. the chromium spill. Is that correct? Yep. The yeah. uh, chromium hexagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that happened twice, and I know you know you're familiar with it down there. You know, there's there's the uh, you know the little river that comes out, or the you know from uh, down by Portage, and you can you can see some of the pipes that are coming out and just giving out stuff that doubles some uh, neon antifreeze type stuff. It's just. Uh, Kind of gross, disgusting. Yeah, I don't surf. We don't surf there. I, I, I've only seen it. I've never even gotten in the water. I remember one guy when I first started surfing. He said I went into whiting and my hair was curly for a week, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's all I need to know." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of gross, and uh, it's just unsafe, especially now that you know I'm a. You know, we've got our daughter, and she she's been on a board since she's been two. Um, she just, she loves being pushed in the waves since, since then. And you know, I couldn't imagine having to make that that choice. Like, well, here we are, still living in Chicago, and we still love surfing, we still love being on the water, and then like putting a smaller smaller body with a smaller immune system, and you know, having them and they drink that water more than we do. Yeah. You know? They're young, so, you know, it's constantly going in, in their mouths or nose, 
yeah, I just, I guess, just, yeah, the transition up to Wisconsin was, uh, was fairly easy because I had met a lot of people as well over the years and made some really good friendships. And um, so, you know, the surf spots were already pretty much exposed to me. And um, I do, you know, we do lots of, lots of recon stuff and, you know, we'll just, we'll just throw all the camping gear in the truck and, and uh, you know, we go spend time searching for even more, more in other spots that uh, could or, you know, may or may not work on, on certain winds. But I'd say we're pretty spoiled up here in Sheboygan, though. You know, we get waves that break on north, northeast, northwest, south, southeast, southwest, east. So we can, we get quite a few days uh, of surf. I've even seen it breaking when it's straight west offshore wind. And, but there could be a storm up that's up north or uh, down in the south that, you know, still pushing swell up. And, um, so yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. What's your uh, board collection like? Um, lots and lots and lots of long boards. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of short boards, but not, you know, probably somewhere in 15 or more for the current. We're always holding on to, you know, boards, even though they, you know, they, they might not ride as much, but, you know, anyone that's coming up visiting, you know, we've got so many wetsuits because uh, we're always we're always getting other people in the water family members and uh, and uh, soon as my my daughter and her friends in the next couple of years if you know those those kids are getting older they're gonna they're already wanting you know to get be part of it guys had wetsuits for the last two years um, you know she she loves it uh, yeah the more boards we can we can house the more, you know, the more people we can get out on the water. You know, our house, uh, it's become a surf camp. Hmm. And, and, you know, there's a, you know, everyone knows there's a big south coming and there's, there's going to be a dawn type uh, thing or, or just in general, you know, people will be like, hey, we're going to come camp up there. Saves them money. Um, we do a lot of cooking outside over our, our fire pit. So it's playing some music. People bring in their guitars and whatnot, and uh, it's just good to, to have that environment. Um, you know, everyone kind of helps cook some food, and we'll do yoga. You know, anything that someone's got something to offer to do, it's just kind of fun to help support that stuff. Wow. So, yeah, surf camp. Come stay at surf camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds... And we, got, and we got chickens now. That's awesome. So yeah, we got chickens about two months ago. We got five, and um, so yeah, we're getting we're getting so many eggs. It's uh, it, it's been fun. It's just been fun to have them chomping around the backyard, <laughs> and uh, you know, they actually eat all the all the mosquito eggs and, and ticks, and so we haven't really had any bad mosquito nights just because uh, that's what they love to do. They love to go around and scratch and eat bugs and keeps bugs away from us so it sounds like a good setup yeah yeah it's it's it turned into something really really fun and uh it's always been that you know i've always been the supporter of buying up all the t-shirts that the surf shops come out with you know all the third coast stuff all the eos stuff uh and eos is the surf shop here in sheboygan and um and they also have a uh 
an Airbnb so you can stay. Like the, the different breaks that we have are the names of the rooms that you can uh, you can rent. Oh, it's really cool. awesome. So there's always that option, and you know, and they barely charge anything for people to come in. So you can see it on Airbnb and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's more or less just get people up here and have a good time, and uh, that's what it's always been about getting getting people up, having a good time. You know, it's the home of the Dairyland Surf Classic that Lee and Larry had put together and ran for over 28 years, and. Uh, and since the, the official ended, there's still the non-dairy surf classic. <laughs> so everyone still comes out for that Labor Day weekend. We still do the same um, potluck, uh, you know, Friday and Saturday night. You know, if there's waves, we still surf. If there's no waves, we just monkey around with all the different stand-up paddleboards and and, uh, and everything. So good to get the kids on, out there and... And, uh, and lately, I've been getting more involved in uh, glider boards. So getting those 12-foot-plus uh, gliders has just been awesome. Because that just opens up another whole world of surfing. And um, you can get on these tiny little swell bumps. Uh, and uh, and it's, it's, they're just really unique uh, boards to ride in those conditions. And uh, so that's been fun. So you are... Famous for surfing, but also for your beard, specifically, I would say. Would you agree with that? I said, I think you're famous for your beard. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, as, as most people have gotten ice beards well before me and well after me, you know, if you got a beard and you're going to surf in sub-zero temperatures, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get you're an ice beard. And, uh... I've been attracted to the cold water pretty much my whole life, and I can't, I've always continued to do like that cold water breathing um, um, techniques and training, and you know the Wim Hof type stuff, and uh, you know where you're you're always controlling your breath, and, and uh, so you can kind of utilize that in life instead of getting startled. You can you know you can always maintain um, a good a good easy breath flow. That kind of opens up a whole bunch of cool stuff that you can do uh, with your mind and all that stuff. But the ice beard, that thing, my Instagram account is mainly taking photos and of other people surfing and just surf in general, anything that, I, that I've taken. So I'm not a, it's not a big selfie page, but if I get a couple of cool shots that someone got of me, I'll put them on my account. If I did some cool GoPro stuff, I'll throw it on there. And then obviously the ice beard, they're pretty unique and fun. Um, so that original ice beard from like four or five years ago just went super viral and then became like this massive meme and then ended up on Pinterest and then ended up on all these, these accounts. You know, Snoop Dogg put it on his account uh, about six months ago. And people, you know, people are always like, dude, you know, Snoop Dogg just gave you credit. And I was like... It's hilarious. It's fun. I'm sure it annoys some people, uh, and uh, and other people love it. Um, that's just how that goes. But so yeah, um, one of our cold South End trips. It was like me, Mike Killian, um, another South End surfer, Amanda Bai, uh, who comes up to Wisconsin all the time. Another great friend of ours, and so it was one of those super cold and. Uh, 
the media had called Mike Killian because uh, they wanted to get them stuff for NBC News. You know, Chicago, cold snap, surface in the water. They love it. And as you know, the media always, always messes up <laughs> anything to do with it. You know, their shots are horrible. They, uh, they have no idea. But they're doing their best, so uh, I guess that's awesome. So they took a bunch of video and interviewed everyone. And, of course, gravitated towards this guy coming out with 10 pounds of ice hanging off his face. <laughs> and uh, they're like, whoa, look at you. So, and that video went viral on, like, all the different uh, Weather Channel Center and uh, went to national television for the weather. And somehow the Steve Harvey show, the one of the producers was in a meeting and they looked up and they had just seen one of the clips of me surfing and on this little knee-high wave with all this ice. And, and uh story has it, she goes, I, I want to get that guy on this show that Steve Harvey hates the cold so much. <laughs> it's, it's one of his number one things. He hates it. So they thought it'd be hilarious to bring me on. Um, the portion of the show, it's like at the very end, it's all that, that one last thing where they do like a specific story based on something unique or something they find. And, um, but my mom had called me originally, and, you know, she lives in another state, way out far from anything. She calls me and says, I'm getting phone calls from the Steve Harvey show. Like, they're looking for you. <laughs> and I was like, that's really weird. And then my Killian called, and he goes, hey, this so-and-so contacted you? I'm like, no, but apparently they've already called my mom, which is weird. So, yeah, they, if they want something, they know how to go after it. They go straight to the parents. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Originally, they wanted, uh, they were going to have me and Mike on there, and then it just went to me, and I think because it, I never want any money, or I don't look for, you know, it's not my job. Um, Mike Killian's an, an amazing photographer, and but it's his job, and uh, so he has to be paid accordingly, to this. it's his livelihood, and as he should be, so didn't have that much interest anymore for him to go on the show, uh, as they don't really pay very much or anything do it but for me uh i had time to do it so and it was a good way for me to get the uh, great lake surf and rescue that dave um david benjamin run um and then you know i i got the third coast website out there i got eos out there and a couple of photographers like mike Killian and mike Calabro. so i was able to get that in the credit just uh you know that was the main goal to get as much exposure to these guys and their companies as i, as I could because it's free at this point. And, um, but originally they wanted me to go out in the lake and get an ice beer and then come to the show because it's at the NBC <laughs> studio that's about two blocks from Lake Michigan. And I was like, well, it doesn't really work that way. I can't just go out there and sit in the water. I have to, I have to surf. You know, I will get cold if I'm just sitting there. And, uh, they're like, well, what if we manufacture you one? We can, we can take you to our design team and they'll build you an actual ice beer. <laughs> as you walk out on stage. And then at that point, I was like, you know what? This could be going in the wrong direction. You know, what do you guys really want? And then hindsight, I'm thinking, you know, after I did the show, I was like, man, I should have done that. That would have been completely amazing to have like this prosthetic ice beard built from NBC Studios. But, but no, it was a fun, it was a fun thing to go out there and, and he was super amazed. He was super like, you're crazy. I got to send you the, uh, the link to it. Um, but it was fun. It was, uh, of course, that 
makes more, you know, when you put that on your social media, of course. I'm just on my only social media is Instagram. I, I don't have any Facebook or anything like that. So, but then started all these like weird companies started, you know, messaging me and uh, asking, hey, can, uh, can we put you on the team and we'll, we'll send you products, t-shirts, that. And I was like, what do you guys want? Uh, just some photos we can put on our Instagram account. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, you can always use more shirts. And, and, uh, and since I've had, you know, this big burly beard, it was great to have actual cool smelling oils to put in my beard. You know, I've always been a fan of oils and, uh, uh, like essential oils and stuff. So yeah, the first one was the hairy gentleman. And, uh, Come Christmas time, you know, I get this box with like Christmas scented, like nutmeg and cinnamon, gingerbread, all these different smells and flavors. And, uh, and then the Beard Commander, they reached out and uh, wanted to do the same thing. And then, um, and then we actually did a, a, a 12 foot glider, uh, collaborated with Fresh, Fresh Surfboard up in, uh, up in Traverse, I think it's Traverse City, with Lucas. Um, is the owner and Shaper. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with Fresh Surfboards up there. Yeah, I've heard of them. Okay, so um, we had been talking back and forth about doing a glider, um, and so I collaborated with those two guys. So I had Beard Commander and Fresh Surfboards put together this board, um, and so Beard Commander got their big logo on this board. So I've got a 12-foot, a 1-inch glider with this, Huge Beard Commander one and a half foot logo on the top and bottom. And, you know, it's like this whole weird, you know, shave when you're dead, all this, you know, <laughs> stuff on it. But they paid for everything. And we took a couple of shots in front of the surf shop here in town and had Larry, you know, Larry Williams, the famous Williams brothers, take some photos with it, with me. And so they used it for their Instagram account and they, and then, uh, so it's kind of just like we share, you know, you're just sharing, you share your stuff, they, they're sharing their stuff. And uh, I try to, if anyone's got beards and they're like, hey, you know, where do you get your beard stuff? I'll just say, you know, like, get it from these guys. Here, I got a ton of it. Take some. If you like it, order some from them then. So that's always kind of the the reasoning behind why I'll get involved in any of this stuff. But the real good one and, and fun one is State of Shock. So these guys, um, they donate so they do really cool unique t-shirts um with the shaka sign and then you know they'll they'll incorporate it in your state um and then they'll do some collabs with uh certain people that they fire or whatnot and of course the ice beer he contacted and said hey i'm gonna do a drawing of uh like a, a hardline drawing of you he's like tell me what you think and then he sent it back and i was like that looks awesome that's so, that's so cool and uh he's like well the I'd like to run this as a t-shirt design. And the original one was the uh, uh, surfers union. And, uh, and I said, yeah, that's, that's great. And he goes, you know, we give you $6 a shirt that we sell and then we donate $3 or whatever it is. And they, they start up these surf camps. And, uh, to date they've done over $10,000. And I think it was, it's only been like three or four, four, four years that they've been in, in business. It's family owned. And, um, so yeah, they generate this money and then they, they give it to these charities, um, every year and, uh, to get kids surfboards and anything that they need. So the first run, 
you know, they actually sent a check and then I just put that into the collab with the surfboard and, and security commander. Um, and then the second run, I just told them to put all the money towards um, the charities because just having a bunch of shirts and being able to give a few to a friend more than I need. You know, I don't, I, I, I have a job and career and I don't need, it was never about me trying to extract money from any of these companies. It was just, give me some of your stuff and you can have my stuff. So yeah, those guys are super awesome. Um, and then Landlock Surfing, you know, those guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with Landlock, when, when they reached out, um, it was more of a, we like your content and um, we like the way you you, you kind of represent Wisconsin and, and or the Great Lakes Surfing in general. We'd like to uh, propose, you know, you become one of our community leaders, and then what that means is we'll we'll just point we'll, when people call and or people ask questions, you know, they're you know from looking to get surfed and they're coming to Wisconsin, you know, we'll put them in contact with you, and then you can help them find the correct uh, places and, and whatnot. And I was like, that's awesome because um, I can give them options to go to EOS to go get you know whatever they need for for surfing, and then. Um, so it's giving business to EOS and, you know, we've had so many people come and visit and then, you know, leave by, you know, and on their way home, they're, they bought a new board or a used board. And so it, it, it's helping the, the company and then uh, tell them what local restaurants to go to and the little um, local shops and local cafes and stuff. And so it's good to keep business going that way. And, and I'm, I'm meeting new people and learning new things from, from wherever they come from. Um, so yeah, Landlock's really awesome, and uh, I, I love that that's what they, they have going on, that they, you know, because it's just like a, a big grid uh, around around the United States that, you know, helps people get in the water, or if they're visiting somewhere where there's river surfing, or uh, wake surfing, or whatever it is, like, there's all these people, these leaders that you can go to, and... Uh, and they'll put you kind of on the fast track to having that, that fun instead of like leaving going, ah, oh, man, I really wish I could have went wake surfing today. It looked really awesome, but, you know, didn't really know who to contact, didn't know who to ask. I can kind of squash that and, you know, be like, hey, if you're coming up this weekend, we're going to have some crappy waves, good waves, but here, go talk to Mike over at EOS. Um, he'll get you some wetsuits, rental, and, and get you some board. Uh, if you can't get in contact with them, I have extra boards for wetsuit. But um, at least you can get involved with the community when you're up here for a little bit um, and learn about the history by going to a surf shop. That's the place you want to go to learn the history of that area of surfing and all the all the all the folks and, and their backgrounds and you know how they got involved and all the good stuff, all that fun stuff that you know if you're if you're into it. Yeah, it's a good uh, resource. Yeah, so, yeah, so I get, as a community leader, you just get, like, super, super cheap discounts on their awesome shirts and, and, and gear, and then, you know, every once in a while, they'll just send you a bunch of stuff anyway for free, and, um, so, yeah, and then there's, uh, Surf Her, um, uh, have you, uh, have you heard or seen any of Surf Her's stuff that they have? I've seen the jackets. I think that, um... We used to carry them in Third Coast. Yep. I, my first one I bought was from Third Coast. 
Yeah, I've only seen one. So they're super great. They're they're really you know for for surfing on the lakes. They're great for like getting in your car and having to if you're going to another surf break or moving about. You don't have to put towels and stuff down in your car. You can just put this, this whole long jacket on so your seats and everything don't get soaking wet. Um, that's that's what really works for for me at odds with these these big jackets. So yeah, the first one I got, I I picked up from Third Coast, and then uh, I posted a, a quick photo saying, "Hey, this is an awesome jacket. This thing's been a life changer for uh, you know, or if you're just out there waiting to go in and it's raining and or snowing, it's kind of a good thing to put over your your wetsuit because it's big enough. It, it it has that big poncho type feeling. Uh, it's got pockets that that release inside, so you can actually take off your wetsuit in it if you really want to. Um, so it kind of keeps you out of the elements, the uh, wind stops that wind from like just you know eating through you. And they reached out, thanks a lot, awesome. And that over the about a year or two. They reached out and just said, hey, you know, we're going to, we got some product testing. You know, how would you feel like being involved in this lineup? And we'll just give you a bunch of, uh, a bunch of the, the tests and they're yours and all that good stuff. So, and, uh, and actually one of that, that original surfer I had gotten stolen. Um, oh. Yeah, it was in the back of my truck and we were down on, you know, surfing Lake Street, you know, the big long mile hike down the beach and. Uh, I didn't, I never locked my truck and, but yeah, somehow it got stolen. So I remember, uh, I was like, oh, great. I, you know, I could really use something again because mine got stolen and he's like, no way. And, you know, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll send you that one again for free and I'll send you these test things since you're going to be part of the group. So they're, they're companies like that. They're just, you can't ask for more. They're just good people and, and their products are the last of a lifetime and they're built so well. Um, so they're another great great option for, you know, staying warm if you want to be in your wetsuit and uh, kind of maintain that warmth, you know, because, you know, once you leave the water, that's when all the cold sets in. So uh, this is a good option to kind of keep that in and then keep the elements from coming through you. So how do you get out of your wetsuit with an ice beard? You don't. Um, <laughs> like, like, like the Steve Harvey show, the, the main, you know, the main thing was like, Driving home with this giant ice beard is it, you know, usually it was like a 25 minute drive from, uh, from one of the breaks in Chicago when I was living there. And I would get home and my daughter would just, you know, she loved to listen to the, the chandelier jingling sound. So <laughs> that was, that was kind of the, uh, the big, uh, the big talk part on that Steve Harvey show was how do you get out of your suit? You know, it's like, you know, there's no getting out. Um, you get home and then you go right into the shower and uh, you melt it off. Um, you know, especially when they're that big. You know, when they're when they're like the size that you know Dan Shatter and me and a couple other people. You know, when they get to that insanely size, and at that point, yeah, you're really not bending. You're not surfing like you normally would anymore because it just won't. It, it becomes a little bit you know painful. Like when you're paddling back out, you've got to go through a wave coming through. Sometimes, it, you know, it'll just rip a chunk of your hair and ice and everything out of the side of your face. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. But the novelty of it is, well, why not have one? They're not hurting anyone. They're kind of, they're kind of interesting. It's amazing that you could do that, and 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 it's not putting you in harm's way. You know, it actually doesn't 
stick to your your, your skin. You're not going to get frostbite. It's just it's hanging from your from your hairs. And uh, so yeah, just fun stuff, man. It's always my whole thing is always it, it's been the fun and the support of all the anyone I can and kind of intertwine and help other people. You know, surf the great. Um, those guys are awesome. They they've used a bunch of my photos and and then I get. Are those the guys from uh, Toronto? Yeah. 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 So super, super, super nice. And uh, so I, you know, and they saw the, you know, when they saw the the Ice Beer T-shirts coming out, you know, they were like, "Where do we get these?" And I was like, "Well, this company is putting it out. These guys, rather, bulk family." Um, but yeah. So they were able to order shirts, and um, so they're selling stuff that they like to be involved with because it, you know it all has that same that same nice tone of it's all the, the common interest and in, uh, of just being out there and having fun. So if I could be part of it and, and point people in those directions or be involved with those people, for me that's all it's about is that type of stuff. And um, you know, I know I. That the last thing I wanted to kind of touch base is that movie, that little short flick I did with uh, with Tyler Rickenbacker. Um, you know, he just he he was taking photos of the elbow one day, and uh, he was gravitated t- towards taking a few more photos of me. Um, and and it wasn't an ice beer day; you know, it was a early fall, big big elbow day. Um, so the waves were up into that upper six, maybe eight foot you know, peaks and big five, six hundred yard, you know, right that just goes all the way down to the jetty. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he was just like, hey, I, I looked at your Instagram account. And obviously, I saw that ice beer thing. And man, that was crazy. You know, I'd love to shoot more. I'd love to get photos of you with one one day. And so he started coming. He lives in Fond du Lac uh, and started coming to Sheboygan, these little weekend trips and uh, actually started staying for dinner. And, and then he said, hey, I've got this idea. I'm going to. I also, I, he's a big storyteller film, and uh, his thing is Box Studios, um, and he's like, I'd really like to tell a story of how you got to Sheboygan, and uh, and then it, we just did it, and we never really had a, any big days for surf, so all the all the stuff was waist high at best, but, um, but it really, you know, it opened up a lot for me, and kind of... Uh, I think he did a really awesome job and it was kind of a fun, fun project. Became a really good family friend to have, you know, we always do like he'd be coming over because he would come over on a Friday and then spend the night so we can wake up and get all those cool sunrise stuff. And then also get the, the blue light at night, you know, that, that little blue hour just before um, mm-hmm. nighttime sets in. So, um, yeah, so surfing in general is just, it continued to open up the path of really fun and cool people to, to be involved with. Um, can't ask for more than that. It's, it's, been, it's been great. That's what it's all about. It, it, it works for me, you know? Yeah. I, I kind of always kind of just use that as my phrase. It works for me, and uh, and hopefully it'll work for other people or a version of it because we all have our, our different, you know, our different things that we like to do and the different things that gravitate us towards. And, uh, but... It'd be nice to just always have that mindset of, uh, of supporting whatever people are, are doing because it may seem silly to you or, or someone else, but, you know, if someone's doing it and they're doing it with passion, then giving them all the support means, means so much to, to anyone. You know, just like, you know, you getting support 
that's why you know doing these doing these podcasts are always so awesome because we haven't met yet, but yeah. you know you're you're doing something that is super awesome and it's um, it's a passion of yours or it's something that you really want stories to be told and uh, it's amazing that you can just go through you you know using Instagram for one and just, you can look at someone's content and be like oh wow this person would be really cool to talk to I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out. You couldn't do that, you know, 15 years ago. No, totally. It's changed everything. And what it started as an idea for uh, lake surfers, because like, in my opinion, unlike a lot of ocean places, the lake surfers have to have jobs, (laughs) you know? And I think that is super interesting. It makes for well-rounded people um, that have had to do different interesting things to to surf basically and uh it's interesting to see how my life has changed in order to accommodate surfing on the lake and it's cool to see how other people do that too and um it's now turned into well you have to talk to this person and this person and um getting in contact with all these people it's just really cool yeah it's uh Exactly. It's uh, it's all that. It's everything you just said. But uh, I smile. I smile every morning. Smile every night. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing that, that we get to do the things that we get to do and, and meet the people we meet. And and uh, surfing is definitely a huge. Like you said, it, you meet so many people from so many different backgrounds and, and where they came from and how they got there. And everyone's story has that that one key. And you know that or there. The story of all the, the connection is the, the key ingredient is surfing, it's being in the water. Like this, that, uh, you know, you're, you're going to get aggro once in a while from certain certain places and certain people. And my thing is that it just don't go there anymore. Don't don't uh, don't engage in it because yeah. it doesn't really it doesn't really it doesn't solve anything. If you if you want to if you want to maintain that 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 good happy vibe feeling, you know where to find it. You know. <laughs> You know, you, you surround the people, you know, you, you have the people surround you and you surround those people that, that have those common interests. Um, yeah, I'll be doing this for forever. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You know, I'll be, I'll be 46 uh, next month and uh, it just, it just continues to, to strive to, to, to do as much uh, training five days a week and uh, busy schedules and all that good stuff. But I wish I, you know, I, I couldn't imagine being like a, like, you know, my daughter's a little over five and a half, but like to be pushed into waves at that age and what a, what an amazing feeling. You know, I remember being a kid and swimming and playing on, noodle, playing with noodles and inflatable rafts that pretty much deflated within hours of being at the beach, but already you're already, you know, you use that and you, if there's any waves that day, you know, you're always like having it push you and having that feeling. Like, yeah, something, this wave is pushing me. This is awesome. I'm moving. This is fun. But to actually have the equipment and the surfboard to do it all year round now, um, it's pretty awesome. It is awesome. And what a cool thing to be able to do with your family. Yeah. Um, yeah, Courtney loves, uh, she loves getting out there. Um, and she'll, uh, she won't spend very much time when it gets to the Sub-Zero. And, but she, you know, she, she likes getting out there and, uh, and, um, she still really likes just playing in the whitewash. She loves, 
Right after where the, the wave breaks on the shore and uh, getting pushed and standing up, she could do that all day long and she's just smiling and having an awesome time. Good for her. Good for anyone that's smiling when they're going to the beach. They always said the person having a, you know the most fun is the uh, or what, what's the phrase again? It's the the best surfer in the water is the one having the most fun. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't think anyone can argue with that. Yeah, I think it's like. It's about surfing, like you said, but it's also not about surfing, you know? It's about, it is about the action of surfing, but like you're saying, it's about the lifestyle and the people that you meet and the adventures that you go on that comes with surfing. It's just, it's an, it's, its own, like, addiction, a healthy addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It, it, it really is. It, it allows, uh, it allows so much expansion. Um, it's like this awesome little vessel. You know, to be involved with, to become, you know, have become really good friendships with these awesome photographers and, and, uh, and, and, and awesome surfers and, um, and artists and, and lawyers. You know, we've got, um, it's just, it's just endless. And then, you know, and every town has its surf breaks and it has its little surf crew. And, um, and with that, it, uh, it opens up all the, all the, all the stuff that you want to see with the beach cleanups, all that good stuff. You got to come, you got have you been to Sheboygan yet? We, we passed through, um, there once, but we haven't really spent a lot of time there. So, yeah, we'll have You'll to have come to, up. Yeah, the fall, like, November gales, like, November's usually, it's the last of the, uh, the transition from the wind, so it's the last of the big south that traditionally happen, or right there in late October into, into November, you know, is the, the biggest chance for those massive south that get drawn up from the bottom of the, you know, from Florida all the way up to, to Canada. Um, bring your, bring your, bring everyone up and, uh, come stay at surf camp, have fresh eggs in the morning. <laughs> um, and, uh, surf the Malibu, the Midwest, you know, or, or the center of the universe also, you know, code two is another, uh, nickname that it's inherited. Um, and it truly is the center of the universe because it, like I said, it just, it puts you on a spot where we're, we're just far enough. We're, we're like two or three miles out into the lake, kind of the way it's set up, and just about right in the center. So you get those. Uh, I think there's currently right now there's like 57 breaks within a mile of shoreline in Sheboygan. It is and, crazy. Um, so and you know and you know so it's got all this room. You know, it, it's got all this guys that you know or people who like to ride the shortboards. Uh, or more into that type. We've got waves that, that, that you can, you could be just getting covered up and barreled with, uh, at North Point, you know, over the, uh, the big, uh, limestone reef. And then you also have, uh, and you could be surfing the elbow, this big, awesome, sorry, I have, seems to be some police action going on over here where I'm at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little detour, I think. But yeah. So, oh no, this is a bad move. <laughs> Yeah, we'll come. We will definitely have to come. I know um, my husband and I have a camper van. That's pretty cool. Um, so this podcast has kind of turned into this little adventure vessel. I know we're going in September up north to see Dan to the UP. Um, and then, yeah, maybe at the end of September, or beginning of October, we'll come up to Sheboygan and maybe do some filming and do another interview. I'd love to 
sit down with Courtney and maybe Skylar too. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, it would. That would be. That would be something we'd totally be interested in. You know, I can get. I can get all like the. You know, all the the guys that have been surfing there for obviously Lee and Larry. You know, they spent over fifty years surfing bot, and then um, the local other local awesome guys that will make you a better surfer, like Grant Davy and, and Mike Miller and Alex and Seth and all these. All these guys, uh, Bailey, um, she's awesome. Um, kind of like, you know, it's always good to surround yourself with people that are pushing it because, you know, if you have that type of personality, like for me, it always makes me try to do that much better out on the water, like skateboarding, you know, like I always surrounded myself with like really awesome skateboarders. Um, and it made me a really, really good skateboarder just because if I could see it being done, um, Somehow my brain works where I can implement it and make it happen um, with lots of failing in between. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, my brain kind of works that way where I can make it work that way. So, yeah, you guys are welcome to bring your camper, um, tent, um, or just, you know, stay in your camper outside. Um, the weather's totally crappy. You know, we've got an awesome basement. Um, and um, so there's, there's, we're always open. and. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was so nice to talk to you before work. This is kind of cool. This is a first for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, hopefully it, it all comes out all right. You know, I was using, you know, talking through the the Bluetooth car uh, thingy. So hopefully it, uh, it's not all garbly and nasty. But uh, yeah, thanks for waking up uh, at four o'clock in the morning to uh, <laughs> talk about Sheboygan. You're welcome, and thanks for sharing everything, and um, we'll stay in touch. Absolutely, absolutely, um, and uh, yeah, keep us posted. Uh, I have your your cell number, so I'll, uh, you know, I can kind of use that, and I can send you always this, you know, I like to send people stuff that's happening wave-wise and, you know, photos that I'm taking just so people can see what's going on on any particular day and watching some rad surfers type of stuff, so. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be great. Sweet. All right. Awesome. Well, have a good day at work. <laughs> yep, yep. Get some rest, and I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. You. So that was episode three. I really hope you enjoyed my talk with at Chicago Surfer, a.k.a. Tommy. Hopefully, my husband and I will be going up to Sheboygan to do a little surf camp of our own with Tommy and his whole crew up there. Sounds like an epic time. Um, you can give us a follow on Instagram at Weird Waves Podcast. We post new episodes every Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.